The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Hello there. I hope you're having a fantastic day. This is a great day for transformation for success, and I am excited to bring you yet another interesting show. Today, we are chatting with Ms. Shamara McFarlane, who's been a public servant for the past 17 years. She's a licensed administrator in the state of California, two bachelor's degrees in psychology and black studies, a master's of arts degree in forensic psychology, and was selected as one of the inspirational speakers at her graduation with over 5,000 in attendance. She has a long list certifications that include crisis intervention, advocating for survivors of sexual assault, mediation and conflict, resolution, training youth, tutoring youth, and is certified as an at-risk prevention counselor. You know, you might call Shamara a Jill of many trades. Welcome to the show, Shamara. Thank you, Dr. Young. I'm very happy to be here. Well, we're happy to have you on the show. You know, today our discussion listeners will center on her incredible journey and how she has created not only her success story, but that of many, many more individuals. You know, the French writer and Nobel Prize winner Anatole France once said, to accomplish great things, we must not only act, but also dream, and not only plan, but also believe. Now, many of us know how to plan and act, But was our dream big enough? And are we living the dream we really set? Did we even have a dream of success? Well, obviously, I guess, Shamara had a dream, and she's here today to share her story of how she dared to dream and create her own success. So I want you to call your friends and share. And be sure to download this discussion, as I know. You're going to be inspired with her story of how she created her success story with her faith and the pursuit of it through formal and informal education in the areas of mental health and the legal field. Wow, what a combination. So you're welcome to call in the show to ask any questions, or you can email me your comments. The call-in number to call in today is, and it's free, it's 888-346-9141. Or if you're calling internationally, you can call 001 480 I'm on Facebook. Twitter, and LinkedIn, and you can access me on these channels with your comments as well. My website is transformationforsuccess.com, and I'd love to hear from many of you out there. And want to thank all of you who are writing and letting me know how you're enjoying the show. Well, tomorrow, again, it's indeed a pleasure to have you on the show, girl, and i got many, many questions for you. <laughs> thank you, thank you. It's a privilege and an honor. Well, you've had quite an interesting background and educational journey, so tell us a little bit uh, about it and why you chose the route of education and obtained so many degrees. I, because there's no substitute between knowledge and skill. Mm-hmm. I realized that you have to have, whether it's formal education mm-hmm. or you go to a vocational school or you're self-taught, you need to seek knowledge mm-hmm. because it's absolutely necessary, and you need to know how to have that knowledge and those skills to apply it in your life. And so really my goal has been to obtain education, not for the sake of just obtaining degrees, but mm-hmm. for practical application to help to affect and change people's lives, including my life. Mm-hmm. So, and so uh, I, describe some of your early, earlier experiences. Uh, where were you born? Were you born in uh, California? No, I was born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, uh-huh. and I moved here at, at the age of nine, of nine years old with my mother, 
And mm-hmm. so she became a single parent. Uh-huh. And at that time, I really start to learn that from my grandparents that I was a leader. I started, mm-hmm. I, was, I was the person who always sought out for advice. I was the responsible one. And so I started to develop leadership skills at a very young age as modeled, particularly by my grandmother, Evelyn uh-huh. McFarland. And uh-huh. so as I continued, I became the commanding officer my senior year for the junior ROTC. Oh, so wow. I was a battalion commander attending uh-huh. leadership academy. So leadership for me was nurtured and developed at a young age, and it continued on through my uh, college years and, and presently. So what motor, uh, were you always on the trajectory from high school to go right on into college? Yes, yes, I went right into college at 18. Mm-hmm. I was a biology pre-med major, but after taking my first psychology course is when I realized that I really had a desire to help people with mental mm-hmm. health and understanding the mind and behaviors. And then as I continued on, I realized that advocacy also involved the legal aspect of counsel. They're both counsel. And mm-hmm. so really wanting to incorporate both. So obtaining, being a candidate for a Juris Doctorate now, I'm, I have the full spectrum of what it is to be a counselor as well as the experience. Undergraduate, I desired mm-hmm. to travel to Africa. And so mm-hmm. I took Swahili for a year, not knowing when I would go, not knowing how I would go, but I knew that I wanted to go. So I knew that in my pursuit of wanting to go, that I still needed some education. So I took the Swahili course, then four years, and then five or six years later, someone Mm -hmm. asked me that I want to come to Africa. So I was in a position because of my education to then go practically apply it and go speak to women there, go experience it, go stay with a family, and fly there Mm -hmm. for the first time out of the country by myself to the country of Tanzania. Wow. So that's where I see that the education for me has been a foundation to really Mm -hmm. Propel me into different aspects right. of, of of living and working mm-hmm. and influencing people. Tell me, how did the women in Tanzania respond to you uh, coming from uh, America? They were actually very responsive. They mm-hmm. were very happy. I think they thought because of my background in counseling that I was going to come and talk about the AIDS pandemic or HIV prevention, but I really talked about. The, their role in the development of their country. I stayed with a family because I wanted a full experience. Uh-huh. And I stayed for 15 days with the Minister of Finance at the time and his wife in the capital city of Dar es Salaam. And uh-huh. so I spoke within their, um, their organization and I spoke to the women there and they were very receptive. I was actually leaving shortly thereafter. I spoke to the English-speaking women's group, but then they wanted me to speak to the Swahili group as well. Um, but mm-hmm. unfortunately, I was, I was leaving. Actually, I returned... Uh, five days prior to 9-11. Um, wow. But, so I was on my way back. But they were very, very much receptive. They very much welcomed me in the city of Dar Salaam and in the village area. I was well, very that's much great. Welcomed. Now, do you speak Swahili? Um, just a little. I can read it probably <laughs> a little better than I can speak it. I would need to brush up on it. But I did take it for a year uh-huh. in uh, undergraduate. Yes. Okay. Well, that's great. When were you, uh, when were you in Tanzania? In 2001 is when I, I, I went to Tanzania. I was 26 years old, had never been out of the country before, and when the opportunity created itself, within six weeks I was gone. Uh, I've learned that when I do make decisions that, or when opportunities create itself, that you have to be ready to act and ready mm-hmm. to move. And that's often how things are, um, how I come about making the changes in my life. I, I'm a thinker-doer. So I think things out, but when the opportunity comes or where I've, I've thought out as much as necessary to think, then I'm ready to move. That's exactly how I also returned to law school after getting my master's degree. Mm-hmm. I wanted to return and go to law school, and the opportunity created itself. I researched schools. Within six weeks, I was in school, about five or six weeks, transcripts, all those things. And so I realized with success is that you have to be ready to move. You have to be ready to make that decision and step out of any box that anybody has created for you or that you've created for yourself and just move and take the opportunities that may have 
They may not look traditionally like someone else because I'm attaining degrees at different phases and stages of mm-hmm. my life, but mm-hmm. they all are consistent and they've all led me to the point where I am now where I'm seeing so many aspects and so many more opportunities are opening up. Well, you know, Shamara, uh, it, it sounds very great, and what you've done has just been remarkable. Uh, and I like the principle, just think and do it. But I tell you, um, success and be ready to move. There are so many women, and particular and men, who are afraid to move. How do you overcome that? Because you know, your story is one of success, and you've been moving. What do you say to that woman or or that person out there who says, "Yo, it sounds great, but..." I, I'm afraid I have this. So what do I need to do to move out of this box I'm in? I would say you have to find out what makes you, mm-hmm. what that will help build your confidence. For me, it's knowledge, information. I can move when I have a certain amount of information. I've learned to that I don't need all the information, but enough information where I can move. So whatever that is for you, you have to find it in, internally. I think a lot of times people... Uh, measure their success or their decision-making based on other people. So I really looked inward and decided, found out what my passion was, who I am as a person, and so that I'm confident to move out. And and that allowed me to be free from the Hold that thought. Hold that thought because I'm afraid we've got to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back. So listeners, don't go away. We'll be back with Shamara McFarlane and her continuing journey of success. Thank you for listening. Making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Do you feel alone trying to conquer life's challenges? Do you feel that there's sometimes nowhere to turn and nobody really understands? Remember, you are not alone. Every week, host April Joy Ford, who has faced adversity as a constant in her life, helps you rise above life's challenges with your own blueprint meant to discover the powerful you. April's challenges have included childhood sexual abuse, becoming a widow and single parent at 32, and other such curveballs. She'll help you get empowered holistically every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at one 888 346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello there, and welcome back to the Transformation for Success show with my guest today, Ms. Shamara McFarland who has the educational background and career trajectory that makes her unique in the world of mental health and the legal field. So she's sharing with us today her transformational journey, and she's offering insights and principles in a discussion today with me on how she broke free from that need to please people and to create her own success story. So, Shamara, 
back to some of your experiences, we were talking about, you know, some of these individuals uh, and many out there who are afraid of success and not sure where to go. And you gave a few points on where you think people should really look within that success, you need to be ready to move. One of the things that you stated. Yes. Yes, you have to be ready to move. Mm -hmm. And also you have to look within. Mm -hmm. I found my confidence comes from within, not from without. What I've right. been telling people and explaining to people for years is that I, mm-hmm. I'm my biggest competition. I don't compete <laughs> with others. I don't have a need to compete with others. I'm not interested in getting a piece of the pie. I know that there are many pies for me and everyone else, so I don't feel the need to compete and operate out of a position of fear that someone's going to take something that is rightfully mine when I right. know that what is for me is for me. And so that I pr- proceed with my passion in finding out what will bring satisfaction to me and what is my definition of, of success, not measured by anyone else's uh, opinion. Right, and that's right. really been empowering. I bet that has. Now, you know, with all of your experiences you've had, and gee, you've traveled, and interestingly enough, I was in Tanzania, and I was just trying to figure out when you were there. You were there earlier before I, I went. I went later on. Uh, in 2006, I believe, in Tanzania, okay. in Dar Salaam, as a matter of fact. God, that was a hot place. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was too humid for me, but uh, basically a lovely country, lovely people. So I'm glad you had a chance to experience that and and touch the lives of so many women who are there. Uh, I just have a quick note about that. Are you still in contact with many of the individuals there in Tanzania? Yes, I am still in contact with hmm. some of the family members there, yes. Oh, great, great. Well, you know, I know you've spent a lot of time in working with young people and tutoring them. You, you've actually done so much, Shamara. I don't even know where to begin because you've helped uh, people who were uh, involved with HIV AIDS. You've been a counselor for those who've had sexual assaults. Tell me from all of these experiences, what are some of the challenges that are facing many of our youth and young adults today? And how can we make a difference? I think the challenge is, uh, to be very honest, is intimacy. I think a lot of people have problems with intimacy and interpersonal relationships. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I agree. Mm -hmm. We have so many technological advances and so so many things that we can look to, but the crux of what's still needed is healthy relationships. We still need healthy relationships with our families, with our friends, and within our workplaces, and that balance we need to continue to strive to obtain. So for youth, mm -hmm. they need positive influences in their life. They need people that want to take the time to listen to them, Uh, not just tell them what we think that they should do, but really listen. What I've learned just in dealing with youth and even in the workplace as a manager is that I don't insert what what I think is needed. I listen to see what is what is needed from the people or the situation or the organization, and I learn to listen to what the person, what how the person will best receive the information mm-hmm. and, and try to work from that vantage point. It's not about them. I learned in psychology to be, they talk about client-centered, so it's really outward-centered and not mm-hmm. inward-centered mm-hmm. to what I'm, mm-hmm. I think I should bring to the situation based on my educational background. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, when, when you think about yourself and then you're interacting with these young people and you're able to um, interface with them, Are there experiences that you've had in your past that you can you can relate? Because sometimes, if we you know, it's like you have to be in it to be absolutely to actually know it. Do you believe that that's true? Yes, because I had to really learn how to create balance. I'm a giver, and Mm -hmm. so I had to realize that I have to set a balance with my giving because a lot of times. Givers attract takers, and so they will take and take and take, Mm -hmm. and they won't pour back in. And so I had to create a balance of self-care that I know that I'm a servant leader, but I know that I will be of of not of good service if I don't take care of myself. And setting healthy boundaries is something that we that we all should learn to do. And particularly at a younger age, 
youth that's saying no. Sometimes you have to say no. No, it's not a bad word. If it's not something that is following towards the path for what you need, it may be a good thing, but it may not be Mm -hmm. what is for you. And so it's okay to say no, whether it's family, whether it's friends in the workplace, Mm -hmm. making sure that you hold on to your values, that you don't compromise. Sometimes it's very hard to stand and sometimes you stand alone. Mm -hmm. But but when you do that and you have your convictions, you are all the more empowered the next situation to uh, do it again. Well, you know, it's really, uh, I, I admire you for being honest about that because it's like nowadays we have so many people who are seeking uh, balance in their life, work-life balance. I mean, it's become uh, almost an issue now, a topic for discussion. And how do we find that balance? How do you create that self-care? H- how did you come to create that? I mean, your awareness was that, that I'm a giver. First of all, I think some people don't realize they're a giver. Uh, yes. I think takers don't realize they're takers. Do you, yes. do you believe that? Yes. <laughs> they just think, I'm just being me. <laughs> Yes. Yes. So how how did you come to realize I'm a giver, there are takers, and I need to create that self-care, and what did you do? How I realized is that I was giving out so much, mm-hmm. and then I was getting burned out. And I was wondering why I was, I was doing something that I, I did because I cared, but then I had no reserve for myself. I was... Um, depleted. And so I realized that, okay, I have to really feel, find ways to feel myself, find ways to have that balance, stay connected to people, not isolate. Uh, Sometimes when you are a doer or I'm a, I have three other siblings, but I'm my mother's only child. So raised as a single child, a lot of times I don't have a problem with being alone or being in crowds, but I have to make sure that I don't isolate myself and that I keep balance with connections. And that was very important uh, for me to find in, in that aspect of, of learning who I am and, as a person and how to best operate and, and be, be able to give at an optimum level. Right, right. So did you ever dream that you would be where you are today? Because I talked about Anatole France and I talked about people, you know, daring to dream. Did you, did you dream that you would be where you are today? Yes, absolutely. And, and did you have a plan? Did you have a plan? I started to really mm-hmm. realize that I have a voice and that mm-hmm. I desire to impact the world. And mm-hmm. I haven't yet start to see the manifestation of all of it, but it's absolutely in, in the process in so many different ways and, and in so many different stages and phases of my life that, yes, absolutely, I thought and I know that there is a plan that is greater than myself and there's a purpose for me that's greater than myself. Uh, that's a, a part of a quote from Martin Luther King, to, to seek mm-hmm. to do something greater than yourself and to impact the world right. and, and, your, and, and the places for which you're placed and to make a difference. So everywhere I go, every situation that I'm put in, mm-hmm. I seek to come in and, and be a catalyst for change, to make that place, the people feel appreciated, feel better, to make the system work more efficiently. That's great. That is so great. Um, and I was asking you, uh, when you, when you had this dream of where you'd be today, did you break it down into a plan? First, I'm going to do this. You know, you had a plan, a PLAN of action, I call it. <laughs> <laughs> PLA, yeah. Yes, yes. Yes, I did have a plan. I had several plans and sometimes your plans change. My plans changed as I as I I initially wanted I was pre-med and then I wanted to after obtaining my bachelor's degree, I thought about getting my doctorate in psychology, but then I realized I didn't want to just do one-on-one counseling that I wanted to really expanded in different ways. Uh, But I set short-term and long-term goals. I wanted to purchase my first house before I turned 30. I did that. I wanted to run a 26.2-mile marathon. I did that before I turned 30, within five months uh, of purchasing the house and running a marathon and before I turned 30. So setting short-term and long-term goals and checking in to see, checking off the things that you've accomplished is very important because that's continual motivation to, to keep pressing forward. And sometimes things are trial and error. So it's not that it was, it took you off the path. It right. may have just been 
a detour, but in my detours, they have been very wonderful because I've learned. I may have went into a situation with one goal, but it, that goal was not what came about, but I met people, and it took me to another place to where it's now, again, propelling me into the vision and the dream and my passion. You know, you have done, like I said, you, you know, I almost want to call you a woman on fire, but a girl on fire, because there seems to be this, this what I'm picking up from you, this, this drive, like you're almost driven to do these things. Do you feel that in a sense? Yes, absolutely. Um, when I, I refer back to when I purchased my home, I'm, uh-huh. I'm driven by I want to make a difference. I want to help, want people to know that they're appreciated, that they're mm-hmm. loved, and I want them to also know that they have a purpose. They have a purpose to live. We see so much, so many people who feel hopeless, and mm-hmm. the, the depression among oh, yeah. youth and among adults is great. And so I want to interject in whatever way that is into their life, hope. Uh, when I purchased my house uh, at, before 30, and I wanted to have a party uh, in celebration, a Christmas party the first year, and then I said, I'm, I'm, I, don't, I don't need anything. I'm blessed. So I mm-hmm. want to start a toy drive. And so I asked that my family members and friends for six weeks, they gathered clothes and toys, and they brought them to my home. I had a dinner in culmination of that, and then I donated those items to a battered women's shelter. The next couple years, I donated the items to Children's Hospital in Los Angeles and then to uh, the King Drew Clinic before it reopened as a hospital. And, we had, and I wanted to distribute the toys to the kids, so we had a pizza party one year and a breakfast. So getting That's out of myself great. and, and letting great. people know that they're cared about and that they have support in pursuit of their dreams and their goals. But, you know, one of the important things out of this, uh, Shama, in, in listening to you is that, first of all, I always advocate you have to fill your own cup first. Fill your cup uh, enough so that you're able to give yourself away. And that's the whole essence of, to me, our being is that loving Loving yourself, loving God, loving yourself, loving one another, but having that love so much within you that you can give it away. And that's what I sense in you, and and I applaud you for that, uh, because I know that God has a great plan for you, because you have a desire, and the desire comes from him, driven to make a difference in the life. It's really interesting, because that was my motivation and has been since I was a little 19 years old. I wrote it in a book. That was my desire, to make a difference in the lives of others. I didn't know how, I didn't know when, I didn't know where, but I knew that's what I was called to do. So it's nice to meet a fellow traveler on the journey, on the same (laughs) journey. Great, yes, thank you. (laughs) Um, Now, are there any personal ambitions left uh, for you, but I think we're going to take a quick break and we're going to talk about, I'm going to ask a strange question next, uh, and then we'll be right back. So listeners, don't go away. I want you to come right back so you can listen to my fabulous guest, Shamara McFarlane. Thank you for listening. What's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter? You can find us at Voice America TRN. What makes you the best you can be? Is it money? Is it success? Maybe it's love, a good career, home, and family. Could it be a bit of all of these things? Be the best you can be with Dr. Linda Sanicola, along with her featured guests, will bring you the tools that could be the answer to the questions you've been asking. You'll get to the root of some of the problems that have been keeping you from being the best you can be and tackle them head on. Listen every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. On It's Absolutely All About You, host Eileen Nunez bases her show on the forthcoming book of the same name. 
If you've been taught to hold your head high and keep your self-esteem in check, where do you go if you aren't yet achieving that goal? Each program is based on a chapter of the book and comes from Eileen's many years of experience in order to help you find your inner peace. Listen for It's Absolutely All About You, live every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. And welcome back to my guest today, Ms. Jamara McFarlane. And we're talking about how she created her own success story. And honestly, this woman is fantastic. She's done so much. And so, Jamara, I want to ask you a question. It's probably going to be a strange question, but uh, share with us a little bit. You know, you did a motivational talk with 5,000 people in the audience. What did you talk about? Share a little bit of that. I talked specifically about being a change agent in okay. whatever field of, of interest or where they were pursuing their education or whether they were going to become entrepreneurs, but to change either that specific business or organization uh, or that um, industry, but to mm-hmm. seek to make a difference, seek to make things better, seek to create an environment where the job is done, the business is is done with excellence, and the people are appreciated. Great. That is wonderful. I just wanted to ask you that question because I said, when you're speaking before 5,000 people, what do you say in a graduation exercise that, okay, you're empowering them all to become change agents? What would you say to someone um, today who would want to follow in your footsteps and create their own success journey? What would you tell them? Where would they start? They would start by finding out what is their interest, and that may include some trial and error, thinking about what they would do for free. And I learned that I was an advocate, mm-hmm. and, and thinking back in my childhood and different things that I really am a person who advocates for people. So looking at the things that you've kind of done all your life that come natural, and that Mm -hmm. may be a way for you to find out what you desire to do professionally. Um, It's going to lead you to your passion and your mission. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you would say finding out what you're interested in. What is your interest? And then it's something that what would you do for free? Would you do it without any money? Yes. Okay, that's not the motivation. And then another is what comes natural. What is your your natural talents, experiences, or expertise? Just what comes naturally? Well, I should say, what comes easy for you to do? Yes, yes. What what will... you, you can also develop your, your gifts and your talents. What is something that's innately made for you? If I can mm-hmm. briefly tell you a, a story, if I may. I was in pre-K. I was in kindergarten, mm-hmm. and I was wondering why a, a, a different group of children were going to another location than myself. Uh, and I uh-huh. grew up I was uh-huh. in a small town, and this was in the 70s, uh, black and white. And um, the white children were being taken someplace, and it wasn't anything that was... Um, I didn't know what was going on, but I asked one of my little friends where she was going, and she said she was learning how to read. Now, prior to me going to school at at three, I was exposed to books. My parents were both uh, college students, actually, when I was born, so the joke has always been that you had no choice to go but to go to college. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, but I knew about books, and so I went home and told my parents 
what happened. And then there was a discussion and a conversation, and so then I was learning how to read. So just being aware of my surroundings, and that I would say that was my first experience with advocacy and advocating for myself to be have that exposure mm-hmm. and being taught formally how to read. Good. So really seeing what naturally you flowed in throughout your life, and some things will be trial and error because it won't look necessarily the way that it, it's traditionally uh, my advocacy may not look like someone else's advocacy, and it's okay, and being comfortable with that. That's good. That's very good. You know, uh, one of the things that I know it's been said and I, about success, and certainly you've enjoyed success in life, and it's based on the capacity to continuously start over. Yes, absolutely. You know, uh, because uh, in in my own experiences, it's like, uh, and I tell people when I'm coaching or talking about, what is it that I need to let go of? What would be valuable to hold on to? What do I need to learn? These are questions because letting go is hard to do. Did you find, because our identity is so tied up with our behaviors, and letting go, to me, is taking a deep leap of faith. (laughs) So. Yes, 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 it is, because it takes you out of your comfort zone. I didn't realize that after I lost weight, a certain amount of weight, that I still wore a lot of layers of clothing or I carried a lot of bags. And I realized that that was a part of I carried a lot of things and being a giver or taking on other people's mm-hmm. concerns and not uh, helping with that and being compassionate and empathetic and and guiding and be of support, but I was actually taking it on, and that I had to realize in obtaining that balance not to take it on, but it, it, it comes out in it subconsciously, it comes out, and so really being self-aware, and in psychology, they talk about self-actualization, but having an understanding of who you are, and why you operate, and why you do things will help you to change the things, strip away the things that are, are detrimental, or have been a weight, and so that you can move forward. You know, do you find it uh, uh, hard to just believe today that there are so many people out there who are hopeless, helpless, disillusioned, uh, still wandering, trying to find themselves? What is my purpose? And it's almost like traveling through desert experiences. Do you wonder why here we are in 2016, almost 2017, and how many people are still, you know, hurt, disillusioned? and still trying to find their purpose. Yes, because, again, for me, it goes back to relationships and communication. And I think we've tried to substitute those things with material items or perceived mm-hmm. success and maybe occupations that we are doing well in, but it's not our passion or someone, our family. They, this is traditionally what our family members obtain degrees in, so we're going to go obtain a degree in that area. So often, again, we're extrinsically motivated, and then we're Mm -hmm. not inwardly motivated, coupled with the fact that we don't look at uh, how we are are moving and how we are uh, creating things that aren't necessarily to our Right, right. What was the most difficult situation uh, you found yourself in, and how did you get out of it? I would say the most difficult situation was deciding for me uh, to go back, go to law school. Mm -hmm. Uh, It wasn't a, it was just a issue of, of, do I want to spend four years? I'm, I'm, I'm doing well. I'm working. I can move up the ladder where I am, or I can pursue other aspects. I have two bachelors. I have a master's, but do I really need a law degree? And I had to decide that absolutely it's not about the, the degree in itself because a degree, if you don't utilize it, will not work for you. You have to make your degree. You have to go out there and make things happen. So for me, it was the four years of investment, the four years of sacrifice that you have to sacrifice away from yeah. those personal mm-hmm. relationships in, in, to some degree because you have to, you have to dedicate yourself to your studies and, and realizing that the four years were going to pass anyway. But did I want to have that degree and be able to better effect the world and in creating laws and changing things and advocate in the areas of human rights, civil rights, and criminal justice 
was that more important than the four-year sacrifice? And would my family, being understanding or not being understanding, can I go and do that? And that mm-hmm. was uh, that was most recently the most a, a difficult choice for myself. Okay, but once I hold- decided that I I knew that that this was something that was ingrained in me that I had to do, I couldn't let go of. I pursued it, and and then, as I said, I was there within six weeks. Hold that thought. We're going to be right back. We're going to take another commercial break. So, listeners, don't go away. We'll be right back. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. What makes you the best you can be? Is it money? Is it success? Maybe it's love, a good career, home and family. Could it be a bit of all of these things? Be the best you can be with Dr. Linda Sanicola, along with her featured guests, will bring you the tools that could be the answer to the questions you've been asking. You'll get to the root of some of the problems that have been keeping you from being the best you can be and tackle them head on. Listen every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. On It's Absolutely All About You, host Eileen Nunez bases her show on the forthcoming book of the same name. If you've been taught to hold your head high and keep your self-esteem in check, Where do you go if you aren't yet achieving that goal? Each program is based on a chapter of the book and comes from Eileen's many years of experience in order to help you find your inner peace. Listen for It's Absolutely All About You, live every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at one 888 346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the Transformation for Success show with my guest today, Shamara McFarlane. You know, Shamara is quite a young lady. I'm going to reiterate, this lady has two bachelor's degrees, psychology and black studies. She has an MA in forensic psychology, and she is working on her Juris Doctorate, and she's a candidate, and we were just discussing her, wow, incredible journey of transformation and building her own success. So, Shamara, uh, when we took a little commercial break, you know, I wanted to just sort of explore a little bit more. You've talked about the most difficult thing as before we're on break, one of the most difficult challenges for you or was this making this uh, mental, emotional, spiritual, you know, connection to go back to school, which requires a lot men, men, uh, mentally, emotionally, and physically. So when are, when are you done? Are you almost done? I'm in, um, yes, I have, it's a four-year program, and I'm three and a half years in. So uh, next year right. I will be finishing and preparing for the bar exam. Oh, yes. fantastic. So, on the personal side of the house, uh, and we talked about relationships, and you have a lot to offer uh, in terms of relationships, because you talked about relationships with family, relationships with friends, relationships. So, are you single, married, or looking, or not looking? <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm single and um, available, I, I guess you would say. Um. <laughs> well, you're, you're on what I call divine delay. <laughs> yes, yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yes, I think it's it's very important. Um, I was engaged when I was in my 20s, 
And I'm thankful that I did not marry at that time mm-hmm. because I would likely, in all honestly, on honesty, be divorced. I don't think we would have grown together, and it would have been a challenge. We might have stayed together, but we would have not been happy. Uh, so I, as, a, as I later became an assistant facilitator for premarital, I realized it's very important that you, that you marry for the, for the same reasons. And a lot of times people are in relationships or they marry for different reasons, and sometimes people are not communicating, and so you don't find that, find that out until you're married and, and you have made that commitment. And so I'm thankful that I've had relationships and I've seen them. Uh, I've learned from those relationships, but I know that it hadn't been, it, they were not the relationship that will be the lasting relationship. And so I, I'm glad that I'm waiting. And sometimes people will think that that's being picky, but if you know what you want, you know who you are, then you're worth the wait and they're worth the wait. So it doesn't matter. No, that's good. And uh, I admire you for your attitude and being positive about it and being patient. Uh, because I tell you, uh, you probably run into so many of your friends or women other uh, who are saying, I wish I had waited like you. I wish I hadn't, you know. And so uh, rather than spending a life of looking back, you're looking, uh, you're looking forward. Which brings me to, you know, what I would say about you um, and I'm extremely delighted to say this, is that you've shown what I call resilience uh, in your pursuits, your resilience. And it's interesting because there was a study done uh, some years ago about resiliency. And I don't think we give enough credit to people who show this remarkable resiliency that no matter what the odds, they are resilient to make it through. Uh, and that spirit is what I detect in you because there's no way you could have achieved all of this educational pursuits without being resilient and staying on purpose. Would you say that that's true? Yes, absolutely. I would absolutely agree that resilience is key and it has been a key component for me to continue. And it's, and it's a key component for many because it, the path is never straight. It will, no. it will be paved with obstacles, disappointments, and we have to learn to get over disappointments and not look to the past and not replay those disappointments, but to continue to move forward and say it was okay, that was an experience, but it doesn't define me. It doesn't make me, it only helped me to become mm-hmm. a better person, whether mm-hmm. it was a bad relationship or uh, educationally or career, you didn't pursue what you initially wanted to pursue, but you can pursue it. But then now you have so much experience in another area. So you can all, it all work for our good and it works right. for my good. And I know that it can work for the good of others. Now, what do you think is next for you? Besides next for me, we'll continue with my advocacy in the areas of civil rights and criminal justice and human rights. I seek to uh, want to be involved in international criminal law as well as locally uh, dealing with issues that affect those who are sometimes disenfranchised. And so really wanting the voiceless to have a voice and making sure that, because if one person is disenfranchised, I think we all suffer. It only mm-hmm. betters oh, society as a whole. When we look at that, when we look at, when we look at it from that vantage point, then I think people are more apt to be helpful. Sometimes people think, oh, they just are People are just whining or they're playing the victim, and, and sometimes that is the case. However, that when people are supported and they have, and studies show, even in my studies in my master's degree with mental health and criminal justice, when people have support, they can learn, they will yes. go back to school and they will move forward past those things that have been obstacles or where it appears in their behavior that they don't want to do anything different. We, it's the investment. And I want to invest in people and situations and systems and help to make things better. That's wonderful. I really appreciate your being on the show today. And I, as we wrap up uh, the show today, I want to ask you what historical figures have influenced your transformation for success? The historical figures would be Moses, Esther, and um, Harriet Tubman. And also my grandmother. But those four, they mm-hmm. move past their 
situations and their difficulties to make an impact and make a path for people that when there wasn't a path, uh, mm-hmm. Moses, he stuttered. And he had, but he was an advocate. So was Esther. They could be very complacent in mm-hmm. their positions in uh, of affluence that they were given. Esther was also a, and she was a foster child. She was raised by her older cousin Mordecai. Right. So right. these things were these people. And and Harriet Tubman, she had narcolepsy or bouts of falling asleep, but she mm-hmm. chose to move mm-hmm. past what she didn't, what she couldn't see. And to to blaze a trail for other people after she blazed a trail for herself, and she wanted other people to have that freedom that she had. My grandmother, she was not an educated woman; uh, she was a housewife. She doesn't; she didn't have mm-hmm. any degrees. Um, she passed away uh, many years ago. But I learned that she was a very wise woman, and and she sought she sought to help others. All of her younger siblings have degrees. That's her wonderful. Children, nieces and nephews. So. In, the edu- in, in wanting to impact others, they have shown That's me they've beautiful. been an example of that. Well, you know, I just want to thank you so much for being on the show today and taking time from your busy schedule. And I love uh, your mission to advocate and educate and equip people through stirring and challenging these individuals to become their best selves spiritually, mentally, emotionally physically, and I like that, and financially. So I want to wish you all the best in your future endeavors, and I hope to see you in church one Sunday, (laughs) (laughs) and and that I get a chance to see you face-to-face because we're in such a large church. It's hard to know everyone, but thank you so much for being my guest on the show today. And I'll look forward to meeting you. So, listeners, I want to say to you, hang in there. This is a great day for you. I want you to be encouraged. I know you've been stirred by what you've heard today from a woman on the move. I tell you, Ms. Shamara McFarlane, who's doing great things, and there's a great future ahead for her. So I want to wish you the best for this week, and I want you to be encouraged, be joyful, be loving. And be blessed, because I will be back with you next week with another special guest that I know will excite and invigorate you to move you to transform your life for success. Thank you, and have a blessed week. We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Or join us for our replay every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. Have an outstanding week.